Hello and welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for beer news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man who believes that the best is like totally your opinion man, Rob Fisher. <laughs> With me, as always, is the man who believes that the only thing monks should serve their lord is by brewing millions and millions of barrels of great brew for the entire world, Mike Albright. And the host that puts the oh man in woe man, Emily Landis. <laughs> And of course, the man whose audio skills are the best in the world, the man far, far too handsome for Q&A, Jesse Clark. Today is August 12th, 2015, and we are recording a sample soda 48, best beer in the world, question mark. This week, rather than traveling to find great beer, the best beer in the world came to us. We are joined by friends from across the pond, Lawrence Polly and Rebecca Powell, who are here to share West Pedalman's 12 with us. So, Lawrence recently traveled to the great country of Belgium, where monks are doing uh, the same brewing process they've been doing for hundreds, if not thousands of years, found himself on uh, two bottles of what is quite possibly the best beer in the world, and decided to share it with us today. So, thank you very much, Lawrence and Becky, for... Uh, <laughs> Round of applause. Yay! For first, smuggling it into this country, and number two, uh, sharing it with us here today. So, uh, I'm assuming that you guys have not had this before, either? No. Uh, no, not at all. We've been waiting. No. Bum, bum, bum. So, we are all wow. deflowering ourselves with West Fetalin 12. Um, so, Lawrence, uh, I know that the rules for picking up a case are particularly difficult, but how did you actually come by uh, this particular beer? Um, so, I I work for the UK government, and I, sometimes that job involves going to the European Union uh, headquarters in Brussels to negotiate uh, important matters <laughs> on behalf of my country. Um, but uh, on some occasions, they decide they're done with the important matters earlier than they're expecting. Uh, so, I had an afternoon free in Brussels. Uh, and kind of went on a search for this stuff, basically. Nice. Um, so frantically Googling and found a, a, a beer shop on the south side of Brussels called Beer Mania. Um, <laughs> they had an English name, but nobody spoke any English. I can't pronounce the name of this beer to save me. <laughs> in any yeah. case. So I was reduced to kind of pointing to this, like, 60-something Belgian guy. Um, and eventually he sort of showed me over to this wooden case in the corner of uh, the shop, uh, and they had sort of six bottles of each... Um, and I could basically manage just about to get two back with what money I had and space and, and travel restrictions on the Eurostar how much beer you can bring back and, and that's what I did I was originally going to get one and then I remembered uh, Rob had been over <laughs> in 2013 to the Great British Beer Festival with us and, and had tried to find some then and, and was very sad and I thought he would probably be pretty upset if I had the opportunity <laughs> and, and didn't take it So and, and here we are and it survived the plane right. journey which is awesome yeah. that is very awesome yeah. you were a bit weary so Did does, you put it in a shoe? Uh, it was just wrapped in between some of my t-shirts and stuff, so, you know... Um, Only first class for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Infallible technique. <Yeah. laughs> so does this beer have as strong of a reputation in the European Union as it would over here? Um, definitely amongst the kind of people who know, yeah. I mean, you saw that the beer festival went to, it was gone in, like, what they had was gone in, like, a half hour, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely known as one of you know, right the best of the Belgian beers, which are pretty much the best beers there are, reputation-wise. Well, now we've been pretty close numerous times over the past, what, five years or so. Uh, we were very close to being chosen out of a raffle one time. I sent uh, poor Mike down to, I believe, Delaware yes, in order to <laughs> find one while sending my sister in Ohio to another beer distributor while I think Emily was desperately searching in D.C. for this yes. particular beer when... Uh, the Abbey's uh, ceiling caved in on them, and they brewed a little bit extra to ship to the United States to make enough money to repair their roof. 
So one of the reasons that this is such a hard beer to find is because the monks do it as a way to pay for the upkeep of their abbey. They don't do it to make money. So uh, for once, capitalism sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, they brew this uh, in limited quantities, and the rules uh, for picking up a case is that you have to call their telephone, which is manned two days a week, that does not have an answering machine, to reserve a spot, to drive to the abbey itself with only a car that has a uh, Belgium license license on it, oh. so you can't bring an out-of-country uh, vehicle. You, you have bike to, there? Um, I don't know how you'd carry a case of beer on the back of a bike, oh, but more power to you. beer cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you're there, you get that, and then you are blacklisted for an entire month. Um, and so that is the way that they do distribute, and there are certain places, that, as you know, Lauren's going to test, that have them uh, in Belgium. So it is particularly hard. It was only ever sent legally in the United States once. And um, it is the Citizen Kane of beers. It might not be your personal favorite, but most beer lists of international beers rate it as number one again and again and again. And so tonight, the eight of us <laughs> are going to share these two bottles of West Vetteland 12. So uh, it's a Belgian quad at 10.2%. And I think we're all giddy at the opportunity to have this. So, uh, Mike, if you perhaps want to have the honor of opening that bottle, Lawrence, if you want to open the one before you, and we can we can uh, the glasses up by you. pour out maybe like a quarter to a third each and see how it goes from there. Yeah. Where I think we're sort of. Oh, jeez. That's pissed off my finger. <laughs> <laughs> look your finger. Look your finger. Waste on a drop. Do the monks sing to the beer? Well, they probably do. They probably pray over the beer. Mm -hmm. It is their livelihood, so. Yeah. And they only make enough, and then they relax. And, um, well, uh, those two are mine and Megan's, and then the rest should be undrank. From. But this one is mine, I put water in it. Okay, so that, that's yours, and the rest of them are... I lined them up so you can visually get a good estimation. <laughs> yeah, this is like a monumental moment. It's coming out foamy. Uh oh. It'll calm itself. I know, it's like it'll build up and then we're just be like, it's a good beer! <laughs> I bet it's not gonna be any good. I bet we'll all be disappointed. Set your expectations low and then be blown away. <laughs> As you've just said it, the best beer in the world again and again. Because <laughs> it wasn't worthy. <laughs> you don't go to Brussels very often, do you? Thank you for the care that you're taking okay, in this one. <laughs> Is there a, a, a bit left? <laughs> I was like, you got, yeah. You got some mine. Then, yeah, fill yours up and then you guys can split with a, a double dose. Since He's you did, didn't mule these eyes. No, yeah. and I appreciate and that. Like, oh, that should yeah, be enough. Should, yeah, 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 that should be mine. Yeah. One of these should be yours. Or like, one of these can be mine. To Emily. Is this the clean glass? No, that's Emily. Okay. No, Emily already has one in front of her. Okay, so I guess it was clear. Doesn't matter. There you go. Everybody's all friends, right? Yeah. Cheers. All right, bottoms up. So it smells amazing. Yeah, it does. Holy cow. It's fruity. Yeah, it smells a little fruity. I mean, there's some raisin. Cherry, yeah. yeah. Cherry, yeah, a lot of cherry. A lot of cherry. Toffee notes. 
That's that's really nice. Did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> you can all drink at your own pace. <laughs> yeah. mm, that's Ooh. that's that's really smooth. Uh, finishes with a nice bit of chocolate. Mm. I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you're deliberating. You're just like I'm not touching it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, that is very creamy. It's quite good. Did you share? I'm, I'm surprised there's as much of an alcohol. I mean, it is 10.2 percent, but I was expecting it to be more mild on the on the throat burn factor. But uh, mm. um, it is still tasty. That's smooth. It doesn't feel as thick in the mouth as I would expect for something that mm. for a quad. Yeah, yeah. That's what she said. It's not that You're new to this podcast, aren't you? <laughs> 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 Right, Nelly. I like it. This beer is good. <laughs> it's passable, serviceable. I'd give it like a two point two on the on the Deuce, delicious. And a half, yeah. <laughs> I think we're all just quietly kind of contemplating as to how savoring, it is. savoring. Hmm. Belgian quads are not my thing. I'm not usually a huge fan of them, but uh, this easily is the best one that I've ever had. Very nice quad. A lot of fig, a lot of cherry, mm. a lot of fruits. Mm. But there is that, like, do you get that, like, the chocolate or some sort of yeah. sweetness at the end? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a very nice sweetness. I feel like there's almost, like, a plummy flavor in, the, in there. Um, I definitely smelled it going in, so there's a nice fruity mixture in there um and then you're right i it kind of is masked for me a little bit by uh, a bit of an alcohol flavor on the finish yeah um but normally i'd find that more offensive but uh this time it just sort of i think takes the edge off the sweetness in a nice balance which is weird you wouldn't think i normally my complaint would be this is too sweet and it's too alcoholic but somehow it balances nicely um, but I like it that it's um, it's a Belgian quad. It does not super thick in my mind. It's not like a barley wine. Um, there's not a huge alcohol burn out of it. And then um, there's just sort of like a malty, plummy, cherry flavor that kind of mellows at the end. I don't, obviously, at this alcohol content level, I couldn't drink it all day, but uh, it's <laughs> quite tasty. It's a really good try. dessert beer. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to, the, to end the night. I just want like a dab of like vanilla ice cream to go with this. Just a little bit of vanilla <laughs> ice cream. You know, I'm glad that I didn't drink an IPA before this. You know, coming into it with a, uh, a nice clean palate. Yeah, if you had we, actually peach cobbler and some uh, ice cream would go yeah. great. Yeah, actually. Right on I can't believe the monks get to drink this like day in and day out at their abbey. Wait, do they... <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what they use for like their alcohol. Monks don't drink. Yeah, they do. They're yeah, allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they got to. How do you think they make Buddhist sure that their beer is quality, not. man? You gotta taste that shit. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like wine, like it spit it out or something. Does that change your any. mind? It's but, a sweet gig. What happens, Mike, if communion instead of wine was with this beer? You might be a believer. I, I was pretty sure when they sit down to dinner, it's like, boom, here you go. Do you want the 12, the 8, or the 6? Oh, yeah, and then so, you... Uh, oh, yeah, I wonder if they saved this for, like, particularly sacred occasion. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, drinking it on a random Wednesday afternoon yeah. in summer. What are the differences between those offerings? ABV, I'm pretty sure. I think oh. it's a quad, a triple, and a double. Yeah. L- much like a lot of the other abbeys, that seems that to That makes be. sense, given the alcohol content. Yeah. 
This isn't your 2 p.m. beer. No, it is definitely not. It's my 2 p.m. beer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you also get off work at 2. So <laughs> you can have this, take a nap for quite a while, and then bounce back. Um, it's really nice. It is, it is, it is very nice. Yeah, it is. Mm. I was expecting it to be a lot heavier. Yeah. Just on Me the too. Yeah, it's so surprisingly just, light. But... Yeah, it's it's balanced. It's delicate in certain ways, and just the way the, the neat flavors, the fruity flavors, work together. Mm. I don't really get a lot of the typical things you would consider out of like a like a Belgian yeah, uh, like the coriander and the and the banana, and not like none of that at all, which is no, usually no. what turns me off from Belgians. There's a little bit at the end, I think, that I couldn't maybe tell, but little estery note, yeah. but not not too strong. Can I ask how much you paid for one bottle? Yeah, so um, these were 12 euros per bottle, mm. so I guess probably about 9 or $10 a bottle, I guess. That's really good. Um, yeah. Oh, no, it's the other way around. Yeah, it's like one oh, yeah, point. We're, we're yeah, higher. more. No, 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 it's 9 or 10. No, you're, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's conversion was right. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually really quite good yeah. compared no, to what no, I've no. seen. When when the uh, Westie came into the U.S. Uh, as part of the sweetheart deal they made with Total Wine and Spirits, it was just this distributor that had it, mm-hmm. and they would sell a six-pack for, I believe it was $85. Was it a six? I thought it was like a four-pack. Maybe it was a four. You were telling me that actually in, in England it cost quite a lot per bottle. Yeah, I've seen. Like I've seen. Pounds, it, I've seen pounds? more than that. I've Ooh. seen mail order bottles of this going for in the UK for anything up to forty pounds a bottle. Mm. What's the conversion to pounds yeah. dollar? Uh, it's about uh, one pound is about one dollar fifty-five at the moment. So mm. we're talking there just up to sixty dollars. Okay. I saw it on tap at a bar in Stockholm, Sweden, for the equivalent of US forty-five dollars for one glass, a twelve-ounce pour. Why did we go there when we were in Stockholm? <laughs> because it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would have mind. It's like, I can't afford the plane ticket home, but I got some nice beer. Yeah. I was already bought. It's all right. I couldn't afford the hotel. <laughs> I didn't go for it then. And now, finally, that the day has come. So I guess Rob's uploading pictures of, already. Oh, you got to untap this man. All of our friends are going to be jealous of shit. Um, <laughs> you can spell it. <laughs> so the question that I have for everybody is, is this the best beer that you think you've had? No. What would what would you argue would be perhaps better than this? That would be your Citizen King. Well, I think it's just like, uh, uh, gosh. That's your white whale. The health farms of the Citra Hop? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, this is the best Belgian I've ever had, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Say, for sure. This, this is, is the best of this type of beer. Well, that's but always the hardest thing. It's not necessarily my favorite type of beer. Well, then it's not your favorite. Yeah, that's, I'm agreeing with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing with movies. Like, is that, you know, you can have the best horror movie and then the best drama and the best action, and how do you put them against one another to pick a best film out of that? So I would agree. I, I feel like I probably, if given the choice... If availability was all equal, I'd probably want perhaps like KBS more, more regularly than this. Oh, that, You're yeah. spoiled. Oh, yeah, We're KBS. living in a golden age of beer. It's true. You know? yeah, the KBS. <laughs> you can get anything you want, whenever you want, except this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Emily Grapefruit Sculpin or this, which would you rather drink? Uh, that's so hard. I, I mean, it depends <laughs> on the time of day and <laughs> you know, how I'm feeling inside my heart. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel inside your car? <laughs> That, so, uh, like, after what movie would yeah would this go? With? You know, if you were playing, uh, you know, some Indian music, Jesse, I would be in an, a late evening raga kind of mode. Then you'd be like, yeah. oh, I want to have this Belgian. Yeah, mellowing into the evening, kind of a nine ten p.m. period of time where you're like, ah, I can cap off the day with one of those Westies. Yeah. Uh, definitely. But other times, I really like grapefruit sculpin. Yeah. This is true. Uh, this is not a, I just finished mowing the lawn. It's 92 degrees outside. I am sweating buckets. I want to sit down with a Westy well, 12. You wouldn't want your, your favorite beer then, would you? You just want something to refresh yeah. you. Yeah. You want something cool. You want something to pick you up. Good right. point. You wouldn't have your, your favorite beer anytime you would. You, you, you want to. You'd have it in special occasions. I don't know about that. I couldn't chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I drink all day, baby. No, 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 no. I, I drink coffee. I drink water. I drink beer, and I drink wine. And there's there's types of coffee I like. I don't want to. You know, I don't know. It's like if it's my favorite, why would I not want to eat it? It's not like you're going to drink Michelob or something like that. You know what I mean? You're going to have some nice craft beer, but but when I'm just tolerating this. If your favorite beer was called Light, you find that all. Yeah, life would be good oh, except for you being an life idiot. Life would be so uncomplicated yeah. in your heart. No, it's true. In your, in well, I think heart. this is this is why I think a lot of these top beer lists are are, are a difficult and b kind of kind of whack. Like um, um, beer advocate always comes out and like. Pliny the Elder is always does extremely well, or like Bell's Two Hearted, which I mean they're both fabulous beers, but what I rate them as like top five or top ten beers, I don't know. That's a really really hard thing to sit down. Like, what would be your top ten desert island single tracks to have? That's a really hard thing to say. Yeah, we've complained about that before. I mean, Pliny I thought was good, but Two Hearted ads, like, thought that was. Just... And that's tough, and that's between beer lovers because you are subscribed to that goddamn magazine. You know, it's not like just anyone who sits there and goes, "Yeah, I drink a bunch of." Bud Light while on tailgating in front of football games. They don't vote in that stuff. That is people yeah. who are truly craft beer people. So, um, And then, of course, like things like uh, this beer won't be on there because so few people have actually had it because of its uh, lack of availability. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least I liked... I'm, I'm happy that it at least lived up to a certain uh, caliber of expectation. Yeah, um, it is really fucking good. Pliny was extremely good, but it's considering how highly rated it was above, like, Hedy Topper and a lot of uh, KBS and a lot of the other beer, Hop Slam. Watch was... out. Don't backpedal too much on Pliny. I, no, I really, really enjoyed it, but I was expecting it to be, like, head and shoulders above oh, all these other yeah. beers. And then I had it, and I was like, no, this is top-notch. It's but really, it's really, really good. Not, yeah, exactly. But we have so many really, really, really good beers. You're right. We are living in a We're very in a spoiled age. age. Yeah. Yeah. How many, like, world-class beers can I have in my general three-state area that distribute personally to my home? You know, like, that's it's a tough place to be, you know, versus our parents or grandparents are always like, we get three beers, period. Yay! Mike met a wine lover today. That kind of blew my mind. <laughs> I haven't met someone that's been really into wine since Jesse, actually. Hi. <laughs> have, you, have you given all that up, Jesse? Given enough. No, I've just not had the opportunity. I drink with you guys and you guys drink beer so except for when I bring wine and it's yeah. my birthday 
And there's good cheese. And all of a sudden, everybody wants your wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I had this mu- like that much of it. Oh, no, we had really a lot of wine, wine that episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's not at all what happened. I discovered I like really expensive wine. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you guys didn't complain. <laughs> uh, like, oh, great thing. I like really expensive cheese. And I yeah. like really expensive apparently well, everything. It's expensive because it's good. Yeah, it's, no. There is a supply demand type thing. And... Mm. Well, this is just delicious. It is. I'm just. I just took a, a a tiny little drop. You know, I've been gathering it in the bottom of the glass, trying to savor every last little bit. Yeah, I was wondering if I should be the first to finish it. I wanted Mike. You know, Mike did, and then I was like, I feel more comfortable. Yeah, I drink everything fast, so pretty fast with it too. Is this your favorite beer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite beer is. Yeah. This is a very excellent beer. It is a very, yeah. very excellent beer. And I would happily drink it again. I know you were having some worry. I will be trying to find opportunities to go to Belgium again <laughs> to mm-hmm. do so. <laughs> Good idea. No, I, I'm, I'm with Jesse. This is probably of the various Belgian styles with perhaps... An asterisk next to Flemish reds and browns. This is by far my favorite Belgian beer. Uh, this was really, really, really good. Um, anytime anybody in America is going to throw down a quad, I'm going to be like, well, you got some pretty high ambitions to be going after something as good as that. Because um, this is really delicious. And I thank you very much for sharing. Yes, thank you. Yeah. That was amazing. No problem. Like the people at Beer Mania, <laughs> those monks, and, and the, the European Union uh, intellectual property unit are getting finished up early. <laughs> and, and how do you pronounce it again? Beer Mania? No. <laughs> West Vlederin. West Vlederin? Or is it West Vlederin? I might be Vest. Vest? It's West and Letterin with a V in the middle, so it's West Vlederin. It's the best I know how to pronounce it. I mean, okay. it's Belgian, so who the hell knows. But uh, hmm. I've always heard it pretty close to Surprised West Letter. I think yeah. it's probably something completely different because I tried to order a couple of beers and bars in Belgium. I thought I was pronouncing these things fine, but just trying to get like a goes or something was just like, was, like looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and so I think Belgian pronunciations are going to be fine. So it's, that probably, it's probably pronounced like schmackle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh. <laughs> so the anglicization of the pronunciation of this beer. Be that's what she's. <laughs> hey. it's, what is it? Is it a beer? Ho Garden? I believe that's. Is that Belgian? Yep. Yeah. And I've always pronounced it Ho Garden, but apparently it's Who Garden. Who Garden. Like an owl. Who Garden. Never guessed. That's a beer that uh, needs not be named in the same breath as no, no. this beer. Woo! That's quite a difference in quality. Um, not a fan of that beer. No. If you haven't figured that out at home. Um, well, I'm pretty pleased that apparently pointing at your cell phone in some sort of incoherent grunting towards the Belgian purveyor, Belgian purveyor of beer mania was able to lead you towards the back corner where you were able to buy this. Yeah, absolutely. There was lots of mutual smiles and congratulations. <laughs> we successfully concluded a transaction. Diplomacy <laughs> is possible! Yeah. I walked out very happy. <laughs> Who knows what you're buying? It could have been something totally different. Yeah. Thank God for the English printing on the bottle, or you would have never done it. No, that was great. After all of the years and all of the various sort of weird tangents we've gone on to try it, I'm glad that it lived up to the hype. 
Another case closed for beer detectives. <laughs> <laughs> All of us Captain Ahabs can go back, go back home and live another happy day having caught our white whale. Nancy Drew, go get me a pseudo sue. <laughs> I was going to say, now what? Yeah, um, yeah what's the, the yes. next uh, great white whale? CBS. CBS? CBS. We've been hearing a lot about the Sioux. Cincinnati? Well, Sioux and Canadian Sioux. breakfast stuff. Oh, okay. um, it used to be a big... It used to be... <laughs> big, <laughs> Cincinnati, <laughs> Canada. Carlisle, breakfast stuff. I want to say that all the... Like, obviously it was Canada, but in Canada doesn't seem any more likely than Cincinnati or Carlisle, to be honest. But uh, founders made KBS in the one year they were out of one of the key ingredients, so they oh. used uh, Canadian ingredients Canadian instead. bacon? And, um, in the Lumberjack <laughs> province. And so what happened is it was th- one batch, one year, that's it. That's all there ever was. But people saved the bottles for years and years and years. Turns out I think they're trying to make it again because yeah. it was such a, a sought-after thing. So it might actually be feasible to get some at this point. But I've seen people pay $200 per bottle for that, which is a little ridiculous. Hmm. A little. Yeah, more than a little ridiculous. Or what's the uh, this, the Sam Adams like ridiculously expensive one? Uh, the Utopias? Yeah. It used to be, but it's definitely come down a lot in price. Okay. Again, they just started making more of it, so yeah. it didn't become quite as rare. Or the dogfish head moon beer, some of that moon oh, dust. Yeah. Moon sweet, beer? sweet moon dust. Yeah, they took moon oh, rocks yeah. and ground so them up cool. and put them in their beer. Cool or creepy? <laughs> we were just there, and I wasn't the impressed moon? by much of their beer. No, at the. <laughs> yeah, I was just at the moon. And That's a hell of a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a gravity issue, you know? It's just like. It's all right. what? Gravity. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we were just at Dogfish House. Uh, well, if you weren't impressed by a trip to the moon, what chance did Bludderin uh, <laughs> have to impress you? Golden Age. The moon. Never mind. <laughs> so, Jesse, you were unimpressed with Dogfish House. Yes, I was. Yes, we tried a few things. and. What? Yeah, what was in the... I, I think I tried their... Oh, what, wait. It was the peach one. And then there was... It's one of the really touching ingredients, touch. though. Um, yes. 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 Sour, right? Yes. Yeah. Did they have any of the, um, of their, like, flagships, like, vintage beers? Did they have any, like... I didn't notice any vintage beers. Okay, because last time we were there, which was with Mike and Emily, I think, they were doing, like, do you want 60 Minute from 1994 no, they or didn't whatever. have that option. Uh, and I, I was very curious, because apparently whenever they make beer, they put aside a batch just for Sam, hmm. and some of that stuff ages, and then the, he, if he doesn't drink it, he, like, re-releases it back out to the public. It's a weird thing. So they have beers from, like, quite a while ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was with lobster, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Lobster. Shot with lobster. I asked for a sample of that, and that was just, it was good, but it wasn't like. Sounds like a waste of perfectly good lobster. Yeah, it probably was. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she said they even boiled it alive in the beer. Yeah. 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 Or lobster. Well, I think that's why you have to do that, because otherwise, uh, you know, the shellfish, the meats deteriorate. They die before you. (laughs) Well, that's. That's a good good time or a good way to end this podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> lobster screams. Yes. Can you fade into that? <laughs> I don't know what does a lot. I was going to put that in. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know what a lobster scream sounds like. Is it, is it, that sounded like a it's very high pitched. A pirate <laughs> parrot. <laughs> what are those? Um, after after beers. After beers. After beers. After beers. Yeah. Uh, so does does anyone have any final thoughts on the greatest beer in the world? Oh, Lawrence, you're not done yours yet. And then we can. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> nope, I loved it. Somebody will steal. I loved Great it. Beer. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I'm uh, <coughs> super happy we had it, and I also agree it was amazing. 
So that's it for today's show. Join us next week for our next full episode. Uh, I don't think our beer versus beer will quite compete with Westy 12, but uh, we will do what we can in the fact that we uh, try our best. Can't yeah, convince any monks. Quads. <laughs> Perhaps we can, we and could. we can find a little, little close, closer one. Uh, actually, for listeners at home, um, Friendly Greek has a ton of Trappist beers, and they have yeah, yeah. Uh, a surprisingly good selection on that. Um, and since there's only like six in the world right now, and only one in the United States, uh, which I haven't had any of theirs yet, I'm very curious to, to see hmm. um, what we come up with in the United States for we, we pious men brewing beer. So, uh, yep, join us next week. We, uh, I guess we'll be doing a Belgian Quad episode. So thanks for listening, and of course, find as much West Badaloon 12 as you can and drink it, because it's delicious. That's today's show. For more information on today's podcast,